David. Finn. No, one. <laughs> Fuck. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> <jump this again. laughs> right, okay. We don't see it. We only need to see the numbers. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four. And that all came from Mike Recorder. Great. Right, I'm going to go in a few seconds. <laughs> David. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it was David one. Fuck! <laughs> that needs to be part of a cold open or something like that. Oh, That's just worry. too good. It's, it's going in somewhere. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Quentin Quarantino. It's a Quentin Quarantini this time, a new episode of Fake From Film. Uh, so, even famous actors do some weird shit. Today, I'll be running you through some of the strangest things from an actor's filmography. But, there's a sneaky fake movie hiding in the ranks, and it's my co-host's job to guess which. And it's harder still, because they don't even know who the actor is. Today with us, we've got the whole gang. It's Finn. Oh, hoi hoi. Fraser. Bonjour. And Jack. Privet. Are you guys ready to learn who you'll be having to interrogate today? Yes. Right, here we go. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the most prolific actor of all time. No, no, no. Not world's greatest extra, Jesse Hyman. No, no, no. Not the other most prolific actor of all time, Danny Trejo. And no, not God, who is technically in all of us, and therefore in all movies. We'll be talking about Eric Roberts. Who? Well, okay, yes. Having mentioned his name to everyone in the past two weeks that I've seen, so my neighbour and my mum, no one knew who he was. So I'll explain. Eric Roberts is Julia Roberts' dad. No, sister. Shit, brother. Fuck. Okay. No wonder no one knows who I'm talking about. Even I don't know who I'm talking about. I'm going to start again. Eric Roberts is an American actor and brother of Julia Roberts, who has garnered over 596 credits in his 40-year career, which may well make him the most prolific actor ever. You guys will know him from his role as Sal Maroney in The Dark Knight. As well as other oh, roles, okay. as the main villain in The Expendables, uh, he has recurring roles in Heroes and Suits, and of course, that masterpiece... Wait, which of- Expendables? Uh, the first Expendables movie. He's the oh, the first one. Okay, okay. Um, he also is in that masterpiece of horror and tension, uh, the Human Centipede 3 final sequence. <laughs> Eric will basically do anything. So that's why he's perfect for this. Because, my <laughs> Does he God. he have like a Nick Cage style he's done some addiction weird stuff. that he needs to keep up with? I like think... Nick Cage owns so many castles that he I think Eric Roberts just any, does it. Any job. Does it for the love of the craft, Finn. Does he, okay. the craft. It's the yeah. art. It's his art. It is his art. He wants to look back is... and go, you know what? I may not be the best actor. Yeah. But I'm certainly the most well, no, he... actor. I... I am the no, most no. actor. He looks back and says, I am the best actor, and that's why I'm going to be in Human Centipede 3. He looks back at Truman and goes, I've made more movies than my sister. Ha ha. <laughs> he is Oscar nominated. Uh, or Golden Globes, or he's he's got he's been by nominated sheer... for a couple of awards. By sheer number. By sheer number, yes, I think so. Um okay, so the rules for this, guys. I'm going to present you with five synopses for movies by Eric Roberts. Four are real, okay. one is false. You're going to have to guess which. You can say one is real, one is false straight away while I'm doing it. Wait till the end. You can change your answers as much as you want until it's time for the final guess. You can ask questions, but again, I'm within my rights to refuse to answer or say I don't know. Probably because I actually don't know. I'm not an expert and I may <laughs> have to use Wikipedia to check things. You can't look up 
anything. This is a serious quiz show. It's like Mastermind, but the host is less sexy. You are encouraged to laugh and make jokes about the film's plots, both before and after I've got to the actual answer. And at the end, I'll reveal the real movies with some interesting facts slash crazy facts to go with them. Is that clear? And then we get to yep. hear about the process. The process of you, my writing the script. With this wonderful script. Yes. My beautiful. I've actually written. I've written the treatment for one of these. It's been picked up by Netflix. Actually, everyone's got a Netflix movie. Okay, we ready for the first one, guys? Yep. Okay, so number one. This stars Eric Roberts as the voice of Duffy, which is not some sort of cool name. You'll see what that means. Uh, a guy called Johnny Whittaker as Phil Barber, and Christine DeBell as Susan. Okay, so guys, the film opens. Malibu, California, the United States of America, the Earth, the universe. Only those first three are relevant. A tabby cat with extremely angry eyes is on screen. It speaks, stating it is capable of talking to humans, which does seem slightly self-evident. But only once per person. Also, the cat does this effect by genuinely putting a black mouth shape in front of the cat, which increases and decreases in size as he talks. The cat is walking around the streets, presumably doing cat things like killing mice and defecating. When he notices two families, they're each led by a single parent, which as we all know is a sin. One is the wealthy Barber family, the dad Phil and his son Chris. The other is the financially struggling last name family, so called because I don't know their last names. But the mum is called Susan and the kids are Tina and Trent. So basically the cat gives them all different advice and that helps them fix their lives and I imagine become entirely dependent upon him. Much By like merging ha- into one unit. You'll see, spoilers. Um, but they become dependent on him, you know, much like heroin, loot boxes or audiobooks. Uh, so for instance, thanks to this, Chris ends up with his crush. There you go. He also advises Phil to, and I quote, start taking walks outside so that he'll meet and eventually get together with Susan. So again, there you go, Finn. Uh, uh, potentially the cat is also calling him fat. It's just good to go outside. Cats know that. Well, yeah, the cats like the outside, unless they're an inside cat, which I don't know what it means. Uh, and Eric Roberts, who voices the cat, also loves the outside. That is Duffy. The cat makes a fatal error, though. He forgets to talk to Susan. Can you believe it, guys? She becomes angry when her children have gone to Phil's house instead of helping her bake. That threatens to break the families apart, and Duffy knows there's only one way to save them. Kill himself. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, he throws himself in front of a car. The families must unite to find his magic collar, which for some reason he wasn't wearing, unless it was like a hit and run and a mugging. Yeah, or like, did the did he get hit so hard that the collar flew off? Is is I mean, I'm sure that's the case. In but... such a way that the collar just flew off. Uh, maybe it got caught in the tracks of the monster truck that ran him over. <laughs> Um, anyway, spoilers: they find the collar, the cat survives, and the film ends with everyone happy and successful except for the audience. <laughs> and the go. producers and the produ- well they, they were happy with it they were very pleased one of them said that this is the only movie he got call- his friends calling up to say I could be making this up uh, called to say this is like a great movie and I love it um, you know and you know you finally made a good movie which is why wow, it's featured on wow this isn't porn yeah which is well <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's featured on this podcast um, okay are we all ready to go on to number two yeah can I ask a question about Duffy? Please ask a question about Duffy. Okay, so is Duffy? You said that there's a uh, like a panel, like a robot chicken, different shape thing to visualize the cat speaking in in, yeah. in, in human. Yeah. Like, is this 
an animated cat or no. is it just a real cat? It's a real cat. That is, I know, prodded to go in different places in the scene and then eventually hit by a car. It almost seems like it's less acting required than prodding. Um, yes, it's a real cat. Yes, it kind of just rolls around and does cat things and it clearly isn't very well trained. I'm almost certain it's just someone's cat. That um, they brought from home. Yeah, they brought Bring from your home. pet to work day. It might have been one they just found on the street. Could be. Maybe so they structured no, no film training whatsoever. They just let they just film whatever it happened to be doing at that given moment. I'm gonna make the guess. I would go so far as to say possibly they structured the entire script of film around the idea that they just found this cat and thought, let's make a film about this could cat. Could it have been Evan's cat? I don't you know. know. It it could have been Maybe um... it's listed as maybe the cat is also called Evan, and that's an additional credit for his IMDB. Wait, you mean Eric Roberts? Idea. Eric, sorry. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Evan? Uh, it could have been Eric Roberts' cat, um, potentially. Although I, I think I don't think he was ever on set on account of it being just a voice role. And he was too uh, busy doing. He was too busy other doing four hundred other things. Um, okay, so okay, number two, right? This yeah. stars Eric Roberts as Lieutenant Mike. Sully Sullivan and John Reese Davis as Lieutenant Winal- Win- Winalski. They're both cops. Uh, John Reese Davis, you guys will know as Gimli and also the voice of Treebeard. Um, and he was also in Indiana Jones one and three. Um, okay, there you go. Fraser's beating me on my facts. Um, that's not how this works. Who's <laughs> <laughs> playing Indiana Indiana Jones one and three? Uh, he was the um. So in Raiders, he was that uh, Arabic friend that he met in Cairo. Oh yeah. And he, yeah, does, and he, he, turn, he turns back up again in the third one, doesn't he? Same character. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Hmm. Is he one of the aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as well? No. 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 Okay. Thank we don't God. speak of that one, do we? There's only like twelve of them. I can't remember if he dies. They were in all the third played one. by Eric Roberts. No, he doesn't. He no. lives. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, plot summary: the film opens telling you that there's been another. <laughs> Another Jim Massacre. <laughs> the Jim latest Massacre. in a long line. Incidentally, Jim Massacre does sound like an edgy DC villain from the late 90s. Anyway, Lieutenant Sullivan and Lieutenant Winowski are on the scene and they notice a mysterious man leaving. And apparently they don't actually bother chasing him or anything. So they go to the hospital where the only survivor is there sedated and they spot the same guy again who'd been lurking around pretending to be a cop. They manage to chase him down and they tase him, you know, as opposed to simply shooting him like a responsible American police officer. <laughs> At the station, the perp refused to talk, so they release him, which I'm sure that's how that works. And soon mm. after, there's an attack at a strip club. Sully breaks into the guy's, Eric Roberts, breaks into this guy's apartment, and he finds loads of alien technology, including, and I'm going to quote from Wikipedia here, glasses that let him find many unseen corners, whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, but when he leaves, he finds himself in a car with the man who is called The Warden. And he's here to find the hunter, who is the alien that's behind all these killings, and who drives an invisible truck that can only be seen with those special glasses. <laughs> after a car chase, they crash, and the hunter manages to escape. Well, only after an explosion blows off his arm that is Sully's, basically, to take for analysis. I don't know what he's doing with that arm, but I doubt it's analysis. Take it to the forensics department, yeah. and they're like, we are, not, we are not qualified for this. This is not our job. <laughs> this is an entire arm. Like, this arm Where is not from this? a dead person. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, fellow officers. I did not kill this man. I just cut his arm off with an <laughs> don't explosion. Don't worry, he's perfectly well. Perfectly <laughs> fine. Anyway, so the cop that's analysing this arm is killed when the arm starts choking him. So the arm is very well. Uh, and then is joined by the hunter's other arm, but, and also the rest of the hunter who 
comes in behind. <laughs> and the hunter basically gets comes back to get his arm, is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, the, cop finds, the cops find some of the hunter's guns, which have heat-seeking bullets. But Winowski doesn't believe it. So he fires randomly, and the bullet U-turns and kills him. <laughs> so that's John Reese davis gone. Um, the hunter trashes the station and escapes with a bazooka, because why doesn't he? Um, then the warden reveals that it's his species that killed the dinosaurs and then turned them into jackets. Um, he then sets his ship to auto-destruct near the hunter, and that kills him. So the hunter ultimately dies when Eric Roberts tricks him into knifing a fuse box. Um, in the end, Sully buys a puppy and a mouse for his daughters, both of which he names Warden because he's lazy at naming things. And that's the end. <laughs> I love that it ends with him naming two different pets the same thing. I love Warden this much. <laughs> two animals worth. <laughs> two animals worth. <laughs> Not a human child worth, but no. two animals worth. Okay, can I... The yeah, logistics please. of the invisible truck. Right. Does this lead to in- invisible car accidents? Well, I imagine a, a I... truck just hits a car, and the car's like, "What? What happened?" And they just. I would make the guess that because I haven't seen this movie, or it's not real, that um, <laughs> that uh, the invisible part is the truck. I don't think it's the invisible car crashes because the cars are very much crashed. Um, I would guess in the movie, yes, there are like cars getting knocked out of the way and stuff by it. Um, I love that it's a truck though for an alien. Yeah, it's he's got it's a an alien. It still has how a, does he, you know, how does he find thing. out that this guy has an invisible truck? Because the guy, the warden, is like an alien of the same species that's followed the hunter to Earth, so he just knows he has these alien tech that lets him but you know i think that's why the parts i'm mildly suspicious of this one because there's so many plot points from other films that yeah it's like men in black and demolition yeah but remember Uh, what's the movie where the guy gets the glasses that lets him see that everyone on a like half the people Uh, are like um, lizard aliens uh they live live. yeah i think it might be that it's the coming to kick ass and chew bubblegum film yeah but you guys remember i haven't seen these movies but okay, this, the, okay. This film does sound do a bit like Demolition Man. And There's also aspects Men in of Black. Alien versus Predator. It's like yeah, it sounds like yeah. a shittier version of Men in Black. <laughs> I do have access to Wikipedia, so these could all be the case. Are you ready for the third one? Yep. Yes. Okay. This stars Eric Roberts as Bruce, uh, Percy Kent Smith as the Alien, Daphne Ashbrook as Doctor Grace Holloway, and Yi Ji So as Chang Lee. Okay. So, plot summary. The film opens with a monologue from an alien about how he's been asked to transport the ashes of his old friend back to their home planet. As he does this, does this though, the ashes reform into some kind of ooze and escape, and that causes the spaceship to crash in Chinatown, uh, where it's uh, specific in Chinatown in San Francisco. Sorry, that's not <laughs> its own town. Um, this, uh, December thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, right in the middle, coincidentally and unluckily of a gang fight. Uh, as the alien <laughs> exits his ship, he's immediately <laughs> shot by a gangster. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is, it would be even better if the alien was uh, somewhat fishy and comes out of their ship and is just immediately man. eaten and consumed by a street vendor in Chinatown. Oh my God. Um, so, the guy the gangsters were chasing, Chang Li, um, played by Yuji So, calls an ambulance and that takes them both away. But, guys, the goop has boarded the ambulance too. <laughs> so the alien undergoes surgery by cardiologist Dr. Grace Holloway. But she, I'm afraid to disappoint you, Jack, he, she thinks he's human because he looks human. So the surgery ultimately kills him. Uh, his body is then <laughs> taken to the morgue and Lee steals the alien's possessions. 
It then cuts to Eric Roberts, Bruce, the ambu- who's the ambulance driver, at his home. He's in bed with his wife. Ooh. Uh, the goop slivers out of his coat, turns into a snake monster, and pushes itself down his throat. He is then possessed. What? The f- what he is the then fuck? possessed, and he kills his wife by snapping her neck, and it's horrible. Um, in the morgue, the attendant is getting way too chatty with the dead bodies, and then he starts watching Frankenstein in a very unsubtle metaphor. As he does, the hospital is struck by lightning, which revives the now amnesiac alien. He smashes down the morgue door, which scares the shit out of the attendant who faints. The alien then steals a Wild Bill Hickok fancy dress costume to wear, and he leaves. He tracks down Grace, who, after only briefly questioning the concept of resurrection, and presumably coming to the conclusion that death and therefore life have no meaning, takes him home uh, to try and help him recover. Meanwhile, uh, Chang Li manages to get into the ship, but... Bruce arrives and hypnotizes him into helping him, uh, claiming basically that the alien had stolen his body and he wants it back. Bruce then has Lee open the eye, which is the core of the ship's engines and which needs a human retinal scan to open for no apparent reason. Uh, when the eye opens, the alien regains his memories for no apparent reason and realizes his friend has returned, evil and looking for him. He warns Holloway that while the eye is opened, the fabric of reality will weaken, ultimately destroying the planet at midnight on New Year's Eve for no apparent... Okay, you guys get a point. Um, to close it, they need a big atomic clock, or just any atomic clock for some reason. So they head to San Francisco's Institute of Technological Advancement and Research, where there's a big party and a big atomic clock. Bruce and Lee find them, though, and they offer them a ride. And at first they accept because they don't know who they are. But when Bruce... Also, when the alien realises who Bruce is... They try and escape, but not before Bruce spits some acidy goop onto Grace's wrist. Now, remember that for later, guys. It's Chekhov's ooze spray. <laughs> so they, they steal a clock. They steal the clock, sorry. And they ultimately use it to close the eye. But it's too late, and they need to reset time to stop the Earth being destroyed. As he begins working on the ship's controls, the goop on Grace activates, and she becomes possessed, and also gets these really horrible, funky, all-pupil contact lenses. Grace knocks the alien out, and he wakes up chained, about to have his body stolen. Uh, however, he manages to convince Lee that he's not the bad guy. And so, like any reasonable goop monster, Bruce immediately snaps Chang Lee's neck and forces Grace to activate the eye to let him steal uh, the body of his old friend. However, first, and this is, I love this so much, uh, he has to stop controlling Grace so that her eyes go back to normal <laughs> so that she can open it. Anyway, she manages to finish the reset, save the Earth, and then she goes to free the alien. Uh, Bruce then kills her in retaliation by throwing her off a ledge in slow motion. It's crazy. It's great. The alien kills Bruce by pushing him into the eye, closing it and rewinding time, ultimately reviving Chang Li and Grace. The alien and Grace share a kiss in front of the New Year's fireworks, and then he leaves in his ship. That is number three, I think. Yep, that is the end of number three. Are these all set? Wait, was the second one set in California as well? Uh, I don't. Let me have a look. God thing, don't you know? Like, I don't remember. Hollywood, uh, the entire planet consists of about 10 square miles of North America. Yeah. I don't know if it says where the second one was set, but the first one was set in... In Malibu. Malibu, where's that? California. Oh, at least yeah. they are they are actually moving around California, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's usually, there's... They, usually they just do it in LA. I'm not sure yeah, this is the last... like San Francisco or something. But I imagine the second one in LA for some reason, so... Wow, all these so... films are set in... Um, all these films are set in America, actually. But granted, California is actually a big place. It is, but San Francisco, LA, and Malibu have a disproportionate number of 
Yeah, that's true. Well, isn't the majority of the rest of California basically just a desert? So. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> those, I mean, those, they are too, but they've just been uh, you know, we can, terraformed. Guys, when it's we a desert they... full of um, aliens, almond trees, <laughs> and Elon Musk's failed startups. Uh, yeah, they moved. We... They will move to Texas now. <laughs> oh, of course. When we eventually go on our road trip in ten years, um, then um, <laughs> then we can go we'll visit have all these towns. To desert. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> inshallah. So, okay, you ready for number four, unless you have any questions about number three? I have many questions. Um, I... Okay. Okay. No one... Okay, so when the gangs were fighting at the right. beginning, are they just like... Are like, oh, shit, you brought a spaceship to this fight. <laughs> like, no, they, you yeah, brought a they, spaceship to our gunfight. Like, like, that's not fair. Like, yeah, um, I don't think they stop. I think they run off when the giant metal object plummets from the sky. Okay, so it's not they just keep mix. shooting like like nothing's happened. Well, I guess, like, I guess some of them do keep shooting at... Some of them do have to keep shooting at the spaceship because the alien has to leave the spaceship and get shot. So I guess so, yeah. They're like, oh, they the, the, another rival gang has come from the up. <laughs> The Sky Gang. <laughs> yeah, there's East Side and West Side are having a fight, and then oh. Skywoods comes and attacks. <laughs> That's the only gangster thing in the in the movie as well. There's no more gangsters in it later. You see, I, I thought it would be like when you said that. I thought it was going to be like the second Predator film, where it's like gangsters killing an alien or something. Yeah, and like and like the gangsters somehow become like the good guys. No. no, they're just irrelevant. That's just it's just yeah. an implication on the nature of San Francisco's crime. <laughs> like it's just a judgment. Uh, they can't even stop on New Year's. It's New Year's. Wait, this what? all takes place on one night. Uh, no, two nights. They crash okay, on two December thirtieth. Okay, I was going to say that. Yeah, ends, ends a very on, busy night. Ends exactly on two thousand, I think. Oh, it's the the new millennium. Yeah, it's, it's new millennium. Just... Nine, nine, nine. Oh, so, no, okay. yeah. so it's cu- it's ongoing with episode one of Futurama. Yes, yes. It's, it's concurrent. This is um, I should mention. Sorry, the alien's name is Fry. Uh... <laughs> it's Nibbler. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually she's actually a veterinarian, not a not a surgeon. Are we ready for film four? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. This stars Eric Roberts as Kurt Doppel, uh, Eva Mendez as Dr. Anne Goldacre, uh, Lisa Grimwood as the CEO of Pharmacorp, Professor Kate Gravia, and Michael Caine in a cameo as, uh, you won't believe this, the President of America. Um, okay. So the movie opens with a news report about a group of superpowered people going on a rampage through London. They've previously been linked to a series of assassination attempts against world leaders. It then pans back, and it turns out that TV screen, that TV, is on Air Force One. Uh, because the perps were American, it's become an international incident. And so the President of America, who inexplicably has a British accent, is discussing this with the British Prime Minister, who for some reason has an American accent. <laughs> Casting and directing. Are you Hello? sure you weren't just confused by the, the scene? No, it was just reading from Wikipedia. Uh, and the IMDb facts. Uh, I was not confused because I haven't seen this movie. Uh, you think I watch any of this stuff? Uh, <laughs> I don't do that level of research. The president says he's putting his best person on it. Smash cut to former CIA agent and current FBI agent Kurt Doppel, Eric Roberts, at a bar 
getting pissed because of course he is. His wife has left him. She's taken the kids. His cat has just been run over. The cat's by, name, by the way, uh, Glock. The cat's name is Glock. Um, it's typical oh, dad on your lost stuff. Yeah, very American. <laughs> anyway, Kurt gets picked up by an very FBI Very American. Agent. Glock's Austrian. Oh, well, it's a gun, Jack. Don't, uh, don't blame me. Blame the person that wrote the movie, which could be me. Um, he gets picked <laughs> up by an FBI agent who tells him he's needed on a special project. A screen in the roof of the car, because why not, lights up. It's the president, Michael Caine. He tells Kurt about the assassinations and that the superpowers are coming from a drug called Sinjin, which has been developed by a company called Pharmacor. He wants the formula stolen or destroyed, whatever, and Eric Roberts is the best man for the job. In the same way that, of course, in all divorced, down-on-the-luck, middle-aged alcoholics are always the best man for the job in these movies. <laughs> um, he'll be assisted by a whistleblower, Dr. Anne Goldacre, played by Eva Mendes. He plans the mission with her, uh, staking out the Pharmacor main office and so on, that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, they break in, armed with bombs to destroy the place. He heads to the labs to find the formula, but he ends up getting captured and is confronted by the CEO, uh, Professor Kate Gravier. She then reveals that Eric Roberts, Kurt Doppel, was actually a cloned super spy created by Pharmacor and the US government together. She also reveals that the assassinations against world leaders... Uh, specifically against world leaders who want more medical market regulation, which should obviously restrict their, their operating practices. He ultimately manages to escape, and Professor Gravia then releases dozens of imperfect, grotesque Kirk clones to kill him, thereby earning Eric Roberts multiple paychecks and more film credits. Uh, but because he's the only pure clone, whatever that means, he's able to easily kill all of them. He then blows up the building along with the formula, but he saves a single vial for himself. He spends the night with Anne, and the film ends with him looking out the window in the morning, holding the drug, and contemplating whether to take it or not. You know exactly the kind of scene that is. A man standing by a window, not saying anything, and then the film ends. Hmm. <laughs> like Sound who, good? The Who plays, is just... Oh, definitely. Um, it's got it's got a rock, rock music over the credits that's entirely alpha keeping with the rest of the, the soundtrack. Mood. Yeah. A hundred percent. Any questions? What you've described <laughs> no? is just so generic that I don't. I don't I, really it, know what happened. Well, that's yeah. the <laughs> I have to say, from from that description, is the implication I got from that 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 Will Smith film that disappeared almost as soon as it appeared. Limitless. No, no, that's not Will Smith. It's not Will Smith. Um, I don't know what Limitless it's, is. I don't watch I think it's called Gemini Man. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. have the CGI young Will Smith. Yeah, the young the, Will Smith. The non-CGI old Will Smith. Yeah, and they both want to bang the same lady. Probably. I've, I've listened to two separate podcasts on that so, that movie, so I should remember it. But You no. should know more about it. I should know more about it. I think I know that one thing about it. And they, spoilers, guys, they, they team up in the end. Spoilers what? for Gemini Man. I know. Can you believe it? Um, he any doesn't qu- hate himself that much. No, he no. loves himself. Any questions about um, that movie and not Gemini Man? To <laughs> 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 have to answer questions on Gemini Man. Um, Michael Caine, does he even try and do an American accent? Or is he just, uh, um, for- Michael Caine, President of America? <laughs> well, uh, he just said he spoke in an English accent, or British accent, but what I could guess is that the director 
either was shit and didn't tell him to do a different accent, or more specifically... Well, they got their roles mixed up. Well, that also, but or maybe, I wonder, if he... Um, sorry, if it was like, well, we want people to know it's Michael Caine. So sure, he'll speak the British like Michael government Caine. will not bend to your orders. I think you will. <laughs> I think you will. I think the power will. of America is overwhelming. Yeah. I was in Transformers the last night, you know. And Kingsman. Worst mistake I made. Yeah. God. Um, okay. Now you one of those. King- Kingsman was respectable. Yeah, Kingsman's okay. I used to I be like, in like good Kingsman. films. Yeah. Oh. I'm quite famous, you know. I'm the Kane from Citizen Kane. That's who they base it on. <laughs> um, okay, so are you ready for the final film? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any feelings about which one you think are, are real or fake? Particularly strong feelings? I've got some ideas. Okay. Well, let's see if that changes after this one. Okay, this stars Val Kilmer as Joe. (laughs) Amand Asante (laughs) as Detective Mancini and Eric Roberts as Grant. And also, there's I I would say no one in this film is is unequal in terms of like their importance to the film. But Um, but I wasn't going to read the entire cast list. So. Yeah, so the film opens with a deranged Jimmy Val Kilmer approaching a newspaper and demanding that they publish his war- warnings about global warming on their front page. He threatens that he's trapped six people in a Turkish bath steam room to show the effect of a warm environment on humans and he'll only release the hostages if they comply. <laughs> I, I like how like, the real global warming is like things, things got by one and a half degrees disaster his idea of global warming experiment <laughs> put the, no i've been in one of those they have rooms that got like 90 degrees yeah, yeah. i will boil a human alive to show that really I hot is boil bad people um, anyway. as, as a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> so jimmy is questioned by detective mancini who basically starts to suspect that jimmy is either delusional or that the hostages basically are already dead this crime has already happened it's too late anyway uh, now, I would argue that those two things are not mutually exclusive. He may well be delusional and have killed those people, um, but whatever. Um, we then cut, possibly more likely, in fact, um, we then cut to the steam room of a fancy hotel, looks like he wasn't delusional, where three couples, so three men and three women, are actually meeting as part of an online dating scheme. But when, when they get in, they're all locked in together. And, you know, surprisingly, they aren't chill about it. They basically all kill each other immediately. Um, Frank becomes violent and has killed in self-defense. Uh, Jessie is shot through the head with a nail gun when she peeks through what? the summer door window. Christopher what? is nailed in the hand as the window is boarded over. Margaret kills herself. Finally, Grant, Eric Roberts, accuses the other final survivors, Catherine and Christopher, of being in on this. And he attacks them. Catherine beats him to death. That's Eric Roberts dead in this movie. And that's in the end, it turns out that Jimmy had escaped from a local psychiatric hospital where Christopher and Catherine were actually nurses. So they were they knew about the potential for this, but they weren't in on it. So I actually know it says I've written here, so were they in on it? The movie is unclear. So even I don't know. As well, is the Wikipedia. Why would they summary. be in on it? They're trapped in a room. The They're movie gonna... Well, now I remember what I was actually talking about. That Wikipedia and IMDB are both like the way they describe it is like <laughs> It, the Wikipedia article almost seems to think that they were in on it, but it doesn't say it. Like the author had a vested interest. Um, either way, that's the end of the movie. There's nothing more to say. That's it. The so steam room murderer man. Do the, the, the police find the remaining people in the steam room? Probably. Uh, or maybe, maybe they're deliciously <laughs> does, steamed. Does anyone at the spa where this is at? A dog, a dog just wanders in and eats them. Bones <laughs> and all. Uh, <laughs> slow uh, <cooking>. uh, <laughs> 
I'm going to make a guess that I guess Christopher and Catherine get out um, because that's how they know that um, they, that's how we know that they're local they're nurses or whatever. That's, uh, but I, I feel like killing somebody with a steam room is hardly the most effective way of to make a point about global killing warming. people or proving the effects of climate change. I'm going to set to prove that witch burnings were bad. I'm going to set fire to all these women. <laughs> to show you how painful it is. There you go, see? What I love is he wants it to be published. He really wants it to be published yeah. in the Grand Rapids Gazette, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. Any any questions before you guys take your final guesses? I'll, I'll recap what they are well, very briefly, just to remind you. Okay, you've cat. got the cat that can talk. Um, one, that's terrible. You've got the alien hunter uh, killing Warden. in the gyms. And the water okay. guy. What kind of gyms are these? Are these like exercise gyms or like school gymnasiums? No exercise gyms. Okay. Uh, you've got San Francisco New Year's Goop Monster. You've got uh, I've already forgotten what the fourth one was. Uh, you've the, got the pharma pharmaceutical superpowers. Michael Caine conspiracy. is prime minister of an English accent. I mean, not prime minister, American president. And then you've got Steam Room Steam Room Murderer Man Val Kilmer, environmentalist. 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 Um, uh, so, what ones do you guys think is the fake? Which one? There's only one. Alien Hunter. Alien Hunter? Yeah, I think yeah Alien fourth, Hunter. I think the fourth one. I'm going to go for the fourth one just because I want to do something different. Pharma- the but, pharmaceutical one. Yeah, and it, I just want it to be fake because like, I, I kind of want the other ones to be real. Okay, I'm going to go through them at start so you can, you can find out. And once I work out which order my notes are in, um, and then we'll go over each one individually. Uh, I have messed up all my notes, so okay. So we'll number, never know. <laughs> number one is a talking cat, a real film that's all available on YouTube. That is real. That's great. Oh, the, the sign of a terrible movie is it's uh, all on YouTube. <laughs> it's number. It's a talking cat! Exclamation mark! Question mark! Exclamation mark! That's in the title. Um, okay. Number I think two. I've, I've heard that title. Yes, yeah, I've mentioned it before. Yeah. Uh, number two is the Alien Hunter one. I'm afraid to say, guys, that is Endangered Species. Yes. Uh, and it is a real movie. Oh, God, um, it's real. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> uh, number, number three. Did you guys know what this was? No. It was Doctor Who the movie. <laughs> okay. See, I, should, I should have gotten that I, one. I, I had to... The TV movie. I had to really fuck with that synopsis to to make you guys not to not the alien I wonder if you can guess who that was um and human. The, the old friend um yeah eric roberts is the master um and we'll get on to that um more because that's why i've done the episode about him today because it's relevant to, to this month that this is coming out in so that's that um that was i'm glad i'm so happy you guys didn't get that one. Oh my god um uh, okay number four um which i can't even find the script but well, here we go was a movie I made up called Large yes. Farmer. Yes, it is. <laughs> not Big Farmer. Not Big Farmer. Large Farmer. Large Farmer. <laughs> Which means that number five, the Chaos Experiment, was real. Um, now, let's Say, go Large Farmer the... sounds like um, a big it farmer. Like llama farmer. Okay, so let's give you some facts for a talking cat. Um, I am going to <laughs> post in the Discord chat, guys, um, a couple of photos. Hopefully this works. Yep. Uh, this is so the cat in the movie looks totally different to the cat in the poster. Oh my god! Yeah, it does. So it's entirely different. It's got different color eyes. Also, you can see the little black mouth outline if you look on the one in the right. Oh yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So just, it's, just, just it's almost like the, One, the, they have different coloured eyes. I know, because it's lazy, Jack. That's what's not even a photo of the cat. It's visibly it's also a stock as well photo the of cat. a kitten. Yeah. So that's one thing, right? The first thing. Eric Roberts recorded his entire part for this film in his living room in 15 minutes and one take. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. He's a real professional. Well, yeah. Do you want to hear some of the notable quotes from him? Here's one from IMDb. Hi, I'm a talking cat. Apparently, 10 out of 10 people found that interesting, according to IMDb. Um, all the text in the movie's trailer is in Comic Sans. Um, Good stuff. And um, this is pasted straight from IMDb, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. <clears throat> the interior of Phil and Chris's home is the same set used for the 2011 pornographic movie Jules Jordan Presents Ass Worship 13. <laughs> uh, and I think, guys, this tells us something critically important. There is a Venn diagram overlap between people who watch A Talking Cat and people who watch the Ass Worship franchise. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Film, and I also almost... a Venn diagram of production that is also between, <laughs> like, some elements of production are shared. Wait, which uh, film was made first? I didn't put... I think Talking Cat might have been 2013, so I think... I'll look it up, but I think it might have been Jules Jordan Presents Ass Worship 13, <laughs> which is, of course, one of my favourites. Uh, oh, I regret saying that. Um, I'll tell you that I almost accidentally... It was 2013 in Talking Cat. I almost accidentally shared that fact to Facebook, because you can do that on IMDb while, while I was writing this script. And nice. that is a prospect that shall forever haunt my dreams. Yeah, so I believe that's the end of my facts for Talking Cat. I mean, that's a famously one of those famously bad movies. It's like one of the worst movies ever made. Um, now... The alien one, which is called Endangered Species, basically there's almost nothing online about it. So I found a couple of things. Uh, it's also called Earth Alien. That's an alternative title. That is a terrible name that makes no sense. Um, the other isn't thing... That, isn't that just a play on Earth Angel? Oh, it could be, actually. I don't know what that means, but maybe. What is that? It's a song. Oh. I don't... I've, I've, do you know what? I have no idea, Jack. Could be. Okay. Um, but one more thing. So the director of Earth, of, of Alien, uh, Kevin Tenney, has done a lot of other very similar kind of caliber things. But what stood out to me was that he received a special thanks on a movie called Clown Nado, which, thanks to COVID, is the only, the second worst thing to come out in 2019. Uh, yeah, Clown Imagine Nado. That. <laughs> special thanks to uh. Kevin Tenney on the Clown Nado. Clown Nado. Yeah, I think we might have to watch that at some point. That sounds pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> it does sound pretty sick, right? Okay, this is the big one. This is the one I obviously uh, I'm in tune for. Doctor Who the movie, which I promise is a little bit better than what it sounds. It's very cheesy. I I like this one. A lot of Doctor Who fans don't. A lot of so the master don't. becomes a snake. So what happened? Yeah, what happens is himself in a man. He's not to go too much. Well, yeah, not to go too much into the Doctor Who stuff. Here. That's not what my facts are about. But um. So the master's executed by the Daleks for an unexplained reason that I'm sure will be explained this Many month. war crimes. Well, yeah, but the Daleks aren't one to talk, are they? It'd be like the Nazis executing people for war crimes. They did that, I'm sure. Oh, they definitely yeah. did, but they weren't, didn't have the moral high ground about it. Um, so yeah, he becomes this goop monster, which is then later explained in a comic, you know, because of course it is. But either way, it's quite, it's very fun, and it's this is Paul McGann's TV thing. So the reason I had to do a bit of trickery here was Percy Kent Smith is the birth name of Sylvester McCoy, who's the seventh Doctor, and he's the Doctor. He gets shot, and then he ends up regenerating. I also had to say he resurrects instead of just regenerates into Paul McGann, the eighth mm. Doctor, because you guys would have immediately known what it was if I said, yeah, he changes body to look like a different guy, but still look human. Um... You guys would have probably cottoned on 
to that. I like it, but this is the whole reason we're doing this episode this month, because March 2021, when this is releasing, Eric Roberts is actually getting his own three-part spin-off audio series, Master, uh, nice. coming from BigFinish.com, for which, by which we are not sponsored, but I would love to be. Uh, it's inspired by Blade Runner, which you guys will like, and also Faustus, and it has Chase Masterson in it from Deep Space Nine. Too fair, that actually sounds pretty good. It's pretty cool. It's, I'm really excited for I it. I can also, deal with that. the novelization of this movie uh, comes out this month too, as well. Uh, so... That's why I chose this month to do Eric Roberts. I've wanted to do my ways. David, I'm yep. going to buy a big Don't finish subscription right now, and I recommend all of our viewers <laughs> to do the same. That's nice. It's avail- It's not available from subscription. It's available on a box set at www.bigfinish.com forward slash htv. You know <laughs> what? Not- I'm, Use I'm, this affiliate I'm, link. Aren't you sick of not really being able to buy things properly? Yeah. With Big Finish, you buy a product, you own you a product. You get it. And if you enter code Quentin Quarantino at checkup, it will give you an error message. <laughs> it uh, will say, no. what is this? Um, okay, so this is the YouTube time, guys. Eric Roberts delivers a couple of lines as the master that are famous for how odd he delivers them. What are we waiting for? Well, the road's still blocked. This is an ambulance. Right. <laughs> this is an ambulance. <laughs> Be- isn't it beautiful? It's it's so weird. I don't it understand. is odd, isn't it? It's such an odd. And his delivery is mostly very smooth American throughout the entire thing. But that is incredibly weird. Uh, okay, so guys, that's one of them. So the second one, which is why we have no time to waste. But time to change. I always dress for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, it's over. It's the whole walk, it's, it's everything. He sounds like he's meant to be like drunk or something like that, like it's the master but he's drunk. Might have been drunk, Eric Roberts, to be quite frank, who knows. Um, he'll do, because he'll do anything, that's why he's ended up coming back. Um, it is, he is fun because he's so different, because he's like this tough guy American he, they make him very sinister in the audios, but in in this in the movie, he goes from sinister to that um, man on staircase vamping, um, spitting goo and screaming. It's very odd. Anyway, those are the two lines. Now, in terms of facts, I didn't want to get too on Doctor Who. There's a lot of stuff that I would find interesting that a lot of people wouldn't. So I've just gone for the weird stuff I think you guys will find entertaining, okay? So, Eric Roberts, um, in the scene where he's at home with his wife, his wife's played by his actual wife, Eliza Roberts, you know, the one he, he murders. Eric Roberts, on record, has said that was really fun to shoot. And I think that is creepy. <laughs> I really enjoyed <laughs> killing my wife. Um, now, Fox and Universal co-produced this with the BBC. And they wanted a big star for the Doctor. So here's some list of names, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks turned it down because he didn't think the Doctor should be an American. Okay. That's fair. That's a good reason. This is the one where I, I would not want this person as the Doctor except for one movie. Because I need to see what this man's Doctor is. Jim Carrey was offered it, but declined because he'd never seen the show. Jim Carrey's Doctor, man. That would. That <laughs> I would gotta be, see that. It's that would be, be amazing. <laughs> so would it be insane. as bad as the Riddler? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly I mean, so, but that's why yeah, I want to see guess it. This, it. This would be pre-psychotic break, Jim Carrey as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, he would have just done it. Um, so other people <laughs> asked to audition, but declined, were Chris Eccleston and Peter Capaldi. 
So yeah. Doctors 9 and 12, they were asked to audition, both of them said no. <laughs> they just kept asking him and they were like, oh, fuck's sake, sure. Capaldi uh, didn't want to, Capaldi basically knew he wouldn't get it and knew he'd feel really sad. Um, so people for the Masters, a list, basically anyone with a pulse was considered for every role in this movie, essentially. So the list for <laughs> what actors were considered for them are a lot. Casting calls, giving... all roles, all. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so for the Master, I'll give you a list of some of the people who were on the list according to IMDb. David Bowie, who people kept trying to get on top of here. I think he would have been, been a good master. Awesome master. Yeah, no, he would have been, been actually like amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the rest of them are with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Another one? Oh my god. Oh, okay, uh, maybe oh not. My god, yeah. I, I like this one. Uh, I like this one. Jeff Goldblum. Oh man. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> okay, I like Steve Buscemi, but not for that role. But the other two, oh yeah. The thing with Jeff Goldblum playing the Masters, that, that so role where he good. says, I dress for the occasion, that would be something oh, that he wouldn't so even have good. to try no. to act to actually say, because he'd just, <laughs> just say it normally. It. He'd just Jeff, be himself. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, are we starting yet? Oh, I will always dress for the occasion. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, okay. <laughs> Wait, he's killing his wife. He's just doing it for fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wasn't the script, but whatever. Uh, Bill Murray, uh, number one, apparently. Uh, and I Jim think... Belushi. Oh, that's... Uh, okay. This, these are weird. They are um, weird. Jim Belushi or... Because or, I know a person by the last name of Belushi. I'm just going to make sure no, I got Jim my Bel- Belushi's. Jim Belushi is, a fa- is the famous Belushi. Monica Belushi. Um, no, but basically, if you look up the list on IMDb, it's everyone you can possibly imagine who was active at the time was quote unquote considered. Um, okay. Well, but I mean, I think Christopher Walken would do a good oh, job. Oh, oh, he was in. He was on the list for one of He's the two. The I list. don't remember okay. which. I think he might I have think been a master. He'd be yeah. a very good master. Um, I would say I'm happy to say Roberts because he's the one actor out of any of these I considered that would have actually agreed to come back. Absolutely none of the others would ever have come back for an audio series. Uh, but Roberts will do anything. Uh, what's nice as well, so the B- what's nice one, the last fact, which I think is great, is the BBC didn't want Sylvester McCoy in it because they associated him with the show's cancellation. Not mentioning, of course, they were the ones that cancelled it. Um, but basically, the writer insisted that there was continuity. So they said yes, but providing, and this is a quote, that Sylvester McCoy was in it for a very short time and didn't say anything. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that being the condition you're allowed to have a role. Um, yeah, and he, he basically gets he make He gets shot. He doesn't even make a noise when he gets shot. He just falls over. <laughs> it's really good. It's great. I, I recommend not now, but looking at the scene where he dies because he just he just gets takes three bullets to the chest and immediately falls over. Um, yes. Also, I lied about it being a metal thing. Obviously, it's a police box that appears from nowhere, hence why it can appear in the middle of a gang fight. You see, I knew there was something wrong. Yeah, I had to lie. With that, the ship. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. So that's that. Um, And that's the only one I have seen. I actually have the Blu ray. (laughs) Um, You've really seen it. I I haven't actually watched the Blu ray version yet, but I have seen it like probably two or three times over the course of my, my long life. Um, so Large Farmer, the one I made up, uh, there aren't much in this, but just a few of the facts of my process. Uh, Kate Gravia, who's the CEO of Pharmacore, that's an anagram of Take Viagra, um, <laughs> which I was very pleased with. Good branding. Name of the whistleblower, Goldacre, that's the name of the excellent science writer, Ben Goldacre, who wrote um, Bad Farmer and Bad Medicine, which are both brilliant books. And I bad very much recommend. Um, did you write Bad Science? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. Bad Science, not Bad. I think Bad Science, not Bad Medicine. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bad Science is amazing. That's the one I've read. It's excellent. I was going to call the character Eric, of Eric Roberts, I was going to call him Kurt Clone, C-L-O-A-N, but I thought that was too obvious. So I, went, so I went with Doppel. 
which is a bit like, okay, doppelganger, doppelganger. But yeah, clerk, clone. <laughs> I thought you guys might guess it if it was that obvious as well. Yeah, so that's it. But are you ready for, I think, my favourite? Right? Are you ready for the chaos experiment, guys? Yes, hit the me. Facts about this. Okay. Now, the movie has the title The Steam Experiment as well, which makes much more sense than The Chaos Experiment, although I would argue it's not really an experiment because it isn't following scientific rigour. Where's the controlled <laughs> placebo trial of people who think they're in a sauna, but they're actually somewhere else, like a swimming pool or Wendy's? And for that reason, it has a 3.9 on IMDb. <laughs> Only that reason. Uh, now, the film was made, as I mentioned, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to take advantage of economic incentives, which that state offers. That meant that the entire script was rewritten to accommodate its location in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, the film's do, do, released... the, do the characters and cast say Grand yes. Rapids, Michigan about, about once every five minutes? The newspaper is expressly the Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan Gazette. You know, it's specifically the Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, part of it takes place in just the town, little town museum. Like, explicitly Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, the film's release was extremely limited. It screened for one week on two screens in, yes, Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Advertising to themselves. Yes, nice. very much. It did also stream in the in the nearby state, Capital Lansing, for one week, but that kind of ruins the joke. The posters is just, it's just Grand Rapids advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming to this theatre, only this one. Coming to a theatre extremely near you. So notable people from... No, Siri. Check it out. Shut up. <laughs> Siri is Googling theatres. All of them are closed, Siri. You know that. Um, okay. Notable people from Grand Rapids, Michigan include professional exophile Gillian Anderson, professional six-pack wolf boy Taylor Lautner, professional punchy men Floyd Mayweather's junior and senior, and of course, professional dead ex-president Gerald Ford. None of these people were in the film, as far as I know. Um, and also, back to our Christmas episode, guys. This town, Grand Rapids, Michigan, was where the premiere of the Polar Express took place. It was that also based on incentives. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's the little boy from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, the writer of the original book was Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, uh, but I love that. Uh, also, did you know that Grand Rapids, Michigan was founded in Nissan Rapids and had a large lumber industry and so was known as Furniture City by the end of the 19th century? And could you have guessed that I found almost nothing on this movie so I just researched Grand I, Rapids, oh, I Michigan? Can, I can absolutely what tell where a place, a place that got the nickname Furniture City is having to make <laughs> efforts to get people to visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, yeah. It's the big couch. <laughs> I just spent an hour researching Grand Rapids, Michigan. It really did. It was quite so. It genuinely, basically supplied the, it supplied the entire of America with with furniture in the eight, in the eighteen hundreds, which is quite impressive. Um, now, as I was impressive, about to finish... but I don't want to visit. It's impressive, but dull. <laughs> impressive, but dull. <laughs> don't don't come here ever. Come to our lovely steam rooms. <laughs> um, the lumber in the steam rooms is locally sourced. Top top quality. You'll be able to admire it as you. Choked to death because Val Kilmer's here. Um, now, I actually have one more fact for this movie. Now, this is... Okay. I found this right at the end of writing the script. Incidentally, I just I was looking at kind of the the other cat. Not the cast, like the people who were involved in making it. And so as if this movie couldn't get any worse, um, I discovered who one of the exec producers of this movie was. Do you want to have a guess? Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. One person. You all, I, knew, <laughs> I knew you were all going to guess that. It's not Harvey Produced Weinstein. Like everything, though. I'm going to be honest. I, like, I don't know whether this guy this is worse or not. 
Um, which is, you know, uh, I'd probably not as bad just because high rise Jimmy Savile? What's worse at this point? It was, and I shit you not, Steve Bannon. Exec produced this movie. Yes, yes, guys. Yes, the fascist zombie brought to life when a piece of shit wished to be a real boy. Yes, a Frankenstein of Nazi offcuts reanimated by the sparking engine of a burning pickup truck. Steve Bannon, exec produced the chaos experiment. What the fuck? I think it makes sense if you think it's painting environmentalists in quite a bad light. So you can kind of get how he was involved, but. I just find that ins- I was like, is that hit? Can't be the same guy. And he click it and it, it is him. It is Steve Bannon. I mean, that is fucking absurd. What um, the yeah. fuck? You know, there's not even really much about Eric Roberts about that one. I really like Eric Roberts. I think he's, he. I'm sure in amongst all the absolute shit he's done are some gems. Like he has, like I said, been nominated for some awards. But I mean, every I, ar- every actor has hidden within their IMD page all of the awful crap that they did yeah, in terms of films and stuff. Fuck so me, I mean, four hundred ninety six credits. Uh, so Wikipedia says he's the most prolific actor of all time, but IMDb says that's Danny Trejo. Um, so we'll have to do Danny Trejo at some point. But yeah, what was your favorite out of all of these? What What was your favorite one? What would you watch? Any of them? None of them. None <laughs> of them. Um, I think I'd watch. The Doctor Who one. Yeah, but okay, fair. And I'd also probably watch... Well, I have seen the Doctor Who one. I have seen that one. I think I want to see the one with the invisible truck. With the gym murders. The alien hunting one. And and, (laughs) actually, that being said, also the climate change one with the sauna, because that is so absurd. I don't think that's... I genuinely don't think you can get hold of that. I I actually think it's impossible. Um... I, I, I think I read somewhere that it's like just not anywhere. You can get no, someone's alien. gonna have a copy of it under their bed in a they, cardboard box somewhere. I think they have likely to involved the in the production. Somebody. Oh, do you know where it probably is, Jack? It's probably in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Almost <is>. certainly. <laughs> Almost certainly, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I, I, I'm fairly sure the only one of these to be hyperbolic enough to receive a Blu-ray release Doctor Who movie. I don't think a talking cat is available. Like, on I, I'm well aware of when it, when people say like there is no copy of said thing in media. There is. It's being held onto by someone responsible for its creation. It's in a it's 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 in a vault somewhere. <laughs> Like that said, the, the, the example I'm thinking of is, is it literally was just in a cardboard box in someone's attic. What was and it? They knew they had it, they just hadn't released it. What was it? Uh, it you won't get it. Like, oh, okay. it's not relevant to you guys. Is it also, it's a little thing? bit awkward to mention what the fuck it is. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll okay, you got audience, read into whatever you like for Jack's yeah, thing. It was Jules, Jules Jordan presents Ass Worship 13. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't video. Anyway. Okay, so that that was great. Um, you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, that was yeah. good. I'm. I think we should keep we should keep score because what Fraser's got one point. I've got one point. You've got so one far. point. Jack's got Jack's none. Got none. But Jack's at a disadvantage. Jack's at a handicap. It's true, <laughs> but I reckon Jack eventually will. Do I get a point every time one of you guys doesn't get it? Which will be that would mean you get an extra point. Maybe time. you get a third of a point. Some, somehow that doesn't. Be- you should get. Yeah, that doesn't become yeah. a. Well, if I get a third of a point, then I'm one point. You're on one point. So far. Well, I'll take that. Let's do that. So you I'll get a third point. of a point. Yeah, per- <laughs> so me, Jack, and Fazer. Me, Fazer, and Finn are all drawn, and Jack's last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well, that was that was really great. Um, 
you can find me in other places besides this podcast doing some stand-up on the CamFM website in The Giggler, which was an hour-long compilation of comedy, and it's still available. Please seek that out. On social media, you can find me at Dalek Platypus on Twitter. I'm almost never there, but you might catch me. Uh, guys, do you want to give any handles? Uh, you can find me mainly on Instagram. It's uh, the Crazy Canadian 2.0, or just my name. I... Do you want to give your full name, Fraser? <laughs> Fraser McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, I live, Give I me live a job, in South please, Manchester. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> I want a job. Please add me on LinkedIn. Honestly, it's actually a shout. Please also follow me on LinkedIn, please. <laughs> yeah, you'll find me on LinkedIn as John Kenyon, and on Facebook as Jack Kenyon. Uh, and alternatively, if you have any interest in military technology, follow me on Tumblr at Lockheed Martini. You've always refused to give out any details, Jack, so I'm glad you finally found He gave his LinkedIn and his Tumblr. Do, doing it for the job opportunities, yeah. Do you guys think that someone who listens to this podcast is going to give you a job? I think in the current climate, yes. it's about as good a chance as, as a normal I, yeah, I don't know. I'm confident that anything is possible. <laughs> I am, um, you know, you can also, oh, of course, you can also get me um, on BBM Messenger. <laughs> I might not respond on account no of not owning a battery. If you drop a floppy disk into the sea, I'll probably find it. I'm very aware of messages in bottles. I'm very, I'm very... <laughs> I'm very up to date on that. I receive all more signals. <laughs> uh, please, please stand on a hill and do um, what's that flag language called? Semaphore. 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 <laughs> and I'll, I'll look out for you. What was that? You think my podcast is shit? Fuck you! I get to pick up some flags and wave. Fuck Angrily you! Angrily flag waves. <laughs> <laughs> If you oh, want right. to follow each, each, each of our uh, social media or LinkedIn handles, you need to type it in, but all in Morse code and only Morse code. I'm only on the Morse code version of Twitter, which allows, uh, like, I don't know, 600 characters, uh, dashes yeah. and dashes. <laughs> and doshes? <laughs> da- dots and dashes to give more character space. Right. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back, uh, should be next month, with Kill Bill Volume 2. Woo. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.